All right, welcome to the Shirts and Skins podcast with Tori, Devin, and Josh. Guys, I think it's fair that until we get a lot more information, we're going to leave the Deshaun Watson chaos right where it is at the moment. What do you What do you think? I feel like that's that's yeah, a whole like that's a, a hot burner subject. We need to stay away from you know until yeah until we get some information. Really, on what's that. going on? Any way that you go, it just gets dark and weird and plead the fifth. Yeah, plead the fifth <laughs> right now on our end on that one. So the other crazy news that's been happening. I've been waiting for this. I mean, we've been prepping for it for the last couple of weeks. The actual madness that has been March. I mean, like this has been chaos and we've been This is the March madness everybody wanted. Yeah, yeah, this is the like March Madness. I think it's probably the craziest. This is why Duke isn't in it. This is why <laughs> right? you know Kentucky isn't in it. This is why Kansas is already out. I think this North is the Carolina first time already since, like, out. The seventies that those four like aren't in the the Sweet yeah, Sixteen the powerhouse teams. Like not the Duke, Kentucky, Carolina, and someone else came with the fourth Kansas for Kansas. Yeah, like, the yeah. ones that historically right, they're always there. Like you can count eyes closed. Like yep, they're gonna be in it. They'll be there. At least one of them are going to the Sweet 16. Right. If you were to go out and talk to someone and be like, yeah, I got Kansas, be like, no, Kansas isn't even in it. Like, oh, (laughs) oh, then I got Duke. No, they didn't even make the tourney. (laughs) So you're not watching. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's been one of those crazy, just the March Madness I think we all all needed just to. Yeah, like y'all said, that didn't even have to do with the tournament yet. But for the last two podcasts at least we've been drilling home wait until we get to the tournament because once you take out these fans now we get to see who's really mentally tough who's really prepared to go into another stadium top seed bottom seed be damned it's not going to matter much when it's just team versus team and the stadium's quiet and now it's just squeaky sneakers and it's game plans and And those top seeds have gone out the window and not even yeah i mean the the biggest the biggest one that i seen was illinois i really thought illinois had a really good chance to take it all and yeah, you um, weren't alone in that yeah and yeah so so i thought and uh yeah we thought the big 10 was you know the powerhouse and yeah, yeah. josh where some, are you at on the big 10 some, <laughs> some fools like oh three three of big 10 teams in the final four man what <laughs> that was a great prediction now we're down to one I, mean, I really thought Michigan was the, one, the team that was going to fall off. They <laughs> they had the hurt player, you know. They they were actually on a little losing skid. Then they lost to Michigan State, came back, won a game, but they weren't looking too hot. And then they lost Livers, and they're the last. I one, may have been toting Virginia a little high on that <laughs> loss, also. So I, mean, I had Virginia be, coming back. I had doing them winning some hot, and the I, first thing, the first game. Well, I had them coming to beat. That's o- weird. I, I had them come beating Gonzaga. I oh, feel like you? I had him losing the first round. <laughs> yeah, someone that said that's the only thing you were right. That on. might have been on the podcast you guys didn't listen to. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been the only thing you were right on. I was actually <laughs> waiting for you to bring uh, Virginia up first, so that way I could then counteract and be like, "Yeah, how's your Big Ten prediction going, Josh?" <laughs> uh, so that, as, uh, as that of right now, Michigan's in there at least. But you could still hang your hat on Michigan. Yeah, and then the real powerhouse of basketball, the Pac-12. Like, <laughs> who would have thought Excuse of that? Me? Yeah, you know what I mean. They're uh, representing strong right now. The, yeah. the powerhouse Oregon State that's in there. You know, yeah, Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, well, Oregon was part of um, the cancellation of ECU getting canceled. The first cancellation yeah, game. Right. We're actually in a little uh, little tourney bracket, pick ten top teams, and it messed up the whole thing. We didn't know what to do because. It was the last game on the second night, and it was like, if this does happen, the cancellation does happen, you know, you can get the second team, or you can pick another team, and we didn't know what to do, so 
somewhere down the line, we ended up just if you p- pick VCU, you get Oregon, or you don't get Oregon, you just get the loss. And at the end of the day, it, it caused a little bit of madness in itself in its own little yeah. tourney. So we'll see. Yeah, and in this kind of tournament, especially with after how we saw a lot of these top teams getting upset, if you're Oregon or an Oregon fan, or you had them in your bracket, you're probably like, hey, at least yeah. I got that free ride because, right. I mean, nothing's given right the now. The first round went like, ooh, glad we could yeah. get that. Otherwise, I mean, have to play it. Like, oh, we're just going to give you this win, cancel that one. And I'm like, yeah, it's probably a good thing because everyone else went down over the weekend. Right, now you have a sweet 16 with USC and Oregon. Like, wait a minute. Is this basketball or are we still talking football here? Right. right. These are not teams you think about whenever it comes to basketball. Well, USC was – they had really strong talks before the season started that USC had because they have a um a guy out there that there's a lot of hype going on in USC, and USC's killing it. I think USC has a really strong strong team. Um, Oregon State, though, too. Oregon State, they came strong, but – I. I I was a believer in Georgetown. Georgetown got hot at the right time, and I thought Georgetown was going to do something. It's all the, all about matchups, man. Yeah, all about matchups and who you're about to play. And I really thought, like with Virginia, I thought they were going to be able to slow Gonzaga down, slow the game down, and just pull a close game out of Gonzaga, and they got beat. You know, <laughs> so yeah. Now it's really you mean incredible. Ohio. He thought Ohio, you would no. beat Ohio. Yeah, I didn't even think. Oh, I I didn't, no, I didn't he even think Ohio. Virginia, yeah, yeah, Ohio. Who's Ohio? Ohio State? The one who also I know who they State? are now. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Miami, Ohio, where Big Ben came oh. from? Shout out to Tara Savoy, alum of the Ohio Bobcats. Hey, there we go. I was like, there you go. A little celebration. Now you can say that you made it to the next round at least. Well, see it again. And that was, we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast, is Virginia was already the one seed a couple years ago and then it just it just felt right that look at the matchup you look at the team you're going against you're like it's yeah we're gonna historically we're we're gonna drop this one for sure and it's gonna be embarrassing and yeah that's what happened and so then going into march madness this year it already been a crazy year it just doesn't feel right and it's well like, we AC- ohio why not take a loss yeah acc underperformed right all around anyway the only acc team left is syracuse and they were on the border of barely making it in you know right. So and Syracuse has that strong zone defense and they can make a strong run in the tourney. And I still think they have a chance to do some work. And I think they have a chance to beat Houston as well, just because of the kind of gameplay that Bohem plays. So now you got baby Bayheim that's over there balling for him. He's doing like Dane right. time pulling up from the logo. Right. Sharpshooter out there. Like they they really surprised me. But looking through here. The surprising team, the, the true Cinderella, has to be the Oral Roberts. Oh, for sure, 100%. I mean, literally, I think they knocked out 80% of the brackets. I mean, 80% of the brackets, they knocked. I did a survivor pool, and I was like, I'm going to go Big Ten, not just because, and people who know me know I hate Ohio State with a passion. I was like, I'm going to go with Michigan and Ohio State. Michigan pulled through. Michigan pulled through, and Ohio State gets knocked out. And I'm just like, yep. That's exactly what's going to happen. So then, of course, in the next bracket, I'm like, Florida's going to beat them now. You know what I mean? That was just some Cinderella. Nah, and look, they're still in there. They beat Florida. Yeah. So, And now, now they got Arkansas, which Arkansas looked really good. But I don't know at this point if anybody could be surprised if they pull this one off too. Yeah, you got Layola out there, you know, Sister right. Jean, <laughs> you know, and who knows what we got over here. But it seems like all the Cinderellas are in the one bracket. 
So you got Loyola, you got Syracuse, and you got um, Oral Roberts. Oral Roberts out there. Yeah, no, that's that's the part that kind of gets me is then you're gonna have to go, get, uh, go against all the other ones that are on the other side. But um, I mean, yeah, Houston. Yeah, I mean they're a two seed. And they've been beating what two fifteen seeds. Like Houston's so, looked pretty I mean, good, but again, they look Syracuse. Their like conference, they might be for an upset. but see their conference, their At conference the themselves. I just. I think Syracuse is going to beat Houston. Houston puts a lot of points up. I just wouldn't sleep on Syracuse. Like, if I was a betting guy, I'm taking Syracuse over Houston just because. And Houston might be a a great team, and they have a good ride going, but I'm taking the team that I know. I know what kind of team you're going to get out of them. And the hot hand and Bohem. Personally, I'm riding Syracuse to the Final Four. Right. I'm with you on that. I I got them going to the Final Four. I mean – Looking what they have going on over there, it's going to be Baylor and and Syracuse to me coming out on on that side. And I'm telling you that zone, that zone that Syracuse plays in the length, is going to be a hard matchup for Baylor. And I do see Syracuse playing Baylor. Um, I actually have Bama. I think Bama is going to play Gonzaga, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if I think whoever wins Bama Gonzaga is going to win the championship. So whichever one of those teams makes the run, it's coming from that side. I keep wanting to go with Bama, but uh, I don't know. Something about maybe it's just because Josh is sitting right across <laughs> from me and he's been talking Michigan for, for weeks. I'm pulling towards Michigan. They, they've been consistent, and they've shown that they've been the real deal almost all the way throughout. I really want to say Alabama, but I'm leaning Michigan. Josh, as a Michigan guy, how, how are you liking your chances? I don't want to say Michigan because – Oh, the, the past, big jinx. <laughs> the past like two weeks, three weeks now, I feel like every time that I've been like, oh, this is going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I think you've been right solely responsible face. for their losses every <laughs> like, podcast. That superstition starting to come out of me like, I need to stop talking about things because it backfires in my face. But that being said, I do like Michigan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do like Michigan and again, Gonzaga, just because Gonzaga's road to me doesn't look too tough. I think Michigan has it way tougher. FSU has been playing pretty good. They got them coming up, and then they have to go against Alabama, who also has been playing very well. Gonzaga, they play Creighton, and then they play the matchup of USC-Oregon. I don't know if that scares me with those matchups. Sure. And what's crazy is we don't know what we're going to get out of a USC-Oregon matchup. Right. They're both Pac-12. They've already played each other. They were supposed to play each other twice, but the, the other game got canceled. And it's like they're the conference team, so they know how to play each other. I, so I don't it should like be those. a really good game. For them, yeah, but you don't know what you're going to get up in a matchup against a different conference team. No. You, you're going to get a Pac-12 versus Pac-12 game. Right. And that's just what you're going to get. So it's going to be high scoring. It's going to be 80 to 80. And, you know, yeah. that kind of favors Gonzaga. Gonzaga's going to put 90 on you. Yeah, I have a hard time picking against Gonzaga, uh, Gonzaga to go all the way through because for the last few years, they've been a favorite to get to at least a Sweet 16, yeah. if not the Elite Eight, sometimes a Final Four. And so with this kind of being a bit of a wide open year, it feels like they're a heavy favorite to pick because you know them. All of the quote-unquote experts before anything started, everybody had Gonzaga. Gonzaga, right. Everybody said Gonzaga, Final well, Four. Because they got and favorable matchups. They got favorable matchup because of their them. conference. Yeah. It's like once they don't play outside of that, once they play outside of that conference in the tourney, they get seated so high, they get favorable matchups. Right. Yeah. And then this year, they got such, they got favored, uh, a seed so high, but like we said, 
all the upsets happened in the other bracket. Yep. Yep. So it was just like they really got a favorable matchup. So it's and just, then you throw them against, like, say, again, that Syracuse zone. If it gets that far, now how do they look right. when they're not used to seeing that? And right. Maybe they get upset or again. Baylor, who can throw up 90 points on you, too, as well. Yeah. That's why I thought Oklahoma State was going to make a run because, you know, they had Cade Cunningham out there. Yeah, that's the, the potential number one pick. Yeah, exactly. that kid, and man. he was balling. He was putting up th- almost 30 points a game at towards the Big 12 Conference and then into the tourney. And I thought they were really turning it up. And, uh Man, I'm getting knocked out. So I'm like, well, I've been watching Alabama, and they they look good. They look like an all-around team. They really so do. I think Alabama, Gonzaga, Michigan, and if you want to go a sleeper, all your sleepers are, you know, in the other conference, and you got Syracuse, Oral Roberts. And don't sleep on UCLA either. You know what I mean? They fought their way in. Yeah, that, that's another team, hot at the right time kind of thing. I personally had Michigan State beating them. And being at this point, again, I was a Big Ten bias that backfired in my face. So, I I don't know. For me, I think the – and again, I hate to say this. I think FSU is the team that kind of scares me because they're another team that's been – they played hot right there, was hot in their little ACC tournament. They're coming through. And, but, obviously, I'm going to take Michigan because I'm a Michigan guy. Yeah. But I'm, I'm scared of that game. I'm glad you said that because – out of the matchups that we're looking at, I do have FSU dropping that game, but they're probably, out of all the teams remaining, the ones that I don't pick to win, that one probably is the scariest one to make a run for me. That if they end up do getting past this next game, they might make it all the way. Like, Because they are. They're a very scary team. I would love nothing more than a, a on the other side here to get an Oral Roberts and oh, a Loyola, Loyola uh, Chicago. Yeah. Like, I would love to see that matchup. Yeah. Give me that. Right, because then you know one of them's going to the ship. Yeah. You know, let that drive just keep going, you know, and that's the stories we really look forward. Absolutely. So. As a sports fan, how could you not? Yeah, that's a movie in the making, you know. Yeah, that that would be cool to see that in in the year that That might be the next 30 for 30 that we're (laughs) talking about down the road, you know. You come back to it, you look at the historic run. Remember that asterisk year? You know, <laughs> didn't even count. Didn't even count. Duke wasn't even in there. Yeah. Oh man, that's fantastic. The year that none of the the, the blue bloods make it. Yeah. The year that the year that nobody saw because nobody could yeah. be there to watch it. I didn't even know March Madness was in March. <laughs> Forgot all about it. Well, they can always look back and be like, Yeah, but when, when I had my ten yeah. on the court against your ten and none of the other nonsense, yeah, we beat you and we won the yeah, title. And the straight up no straight no up crowd rival yeah. atmosphere here. You guys took your ball and you went home. <laughs> now that would be that would be terrific. But yeah, the way the the bracket set up, the Cinderella story teams are all just gonna annihilate each other unless one of them can make its way out. And then even if you do, you still got to see Baylor who is a tough yeah, tough yep. out or Michigan which is a tough out. Yep. Um Yeah, it, it's it's like I said, it's the March Madness we needed though. It's 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 a good end to a crazy beginning of college basketball. Yeah. So that's one good thing I, I could say about March Madness is it's truly sticking to its name and it was yeah, pretty this pretty year crazy especially it's a very odd year for college basketball like it felt like a down year just the way everything played out because you didn't have a lot of the big big matchups you would normally have yeah you know you tend to stick more well you didn't have the tournaments you didn't have the tournaments i think they opened up with the acc big 10 
Yeah, but you didn't have but like the big the, the the you didn't the, have a lot of cross rivalry right, tournaments exactly. going on or yeah. like that. So it made it to where it wasn't like a great year for college basketball. But this March Madness has made up for it. Oh yeah, when after the very first weekend. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like right away, I was like, "This is phenomenal!" Like all these upsets, you're like, "Dude, this is incredible!" Like there was fi- there was 15 brackets left after yeah the first the first game after the <laughs> team played the first game, so it went into third round 32. There was only 15 brackets left. It was like that's crazy. Like I remember going into like the final four, at least the lead eight, and you still have a couple brackets. Right, maybe, there were still you know, a few people that. No, no, we didn't even make it through the first game. Somebody had to be like an alum from that school, and that's why they picked them. Yeah, exactly. You know, whenever you have these hole in the wall teams on their run. Well, typically, how you do it is, you know, you know, a thirteen or an eleven is going to get an upset. Then you're going to have a crazy upset or just a favorite, or usually it's someone who don't watch any sports whatsoever. They're just like, oh, you know, that's a nice little, (laughs) yeah, whatever. You know, they go with the logo, or that's my favorite color green. (laughs) You know, and like, why would you pick them? They're never going to win. And, and those are the people that, like, that's used to upset me whenever we do, like, football pools and things like that. Mm-hmm. Somebody's wife, like, oh, they have a cute quarterback and pick right. that team. Those like, yeah, fill out a bracket and pick that one for me. Like, that's a what? dumb pick. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, oh. You know, it's pick. like a thousand. Yeah, she's like, how's your bracket doing? <laughs> <laughs> Mine's still valid. Right. What? Yeah, I hate that. Uh, all the, so all the hard work and dedication. <laughs> and, like, we're like, yeah. we know sports. You don't yeah. know nothing. <laughs> Sit around with all the the calculations going through your yeah. brain like a beautiful mind. Yeah. <laughs> you completely yeah, I sabotage after the I know what night. I'm talking yeah. about. Right. Oh, it's terrific. <laughs> There's hours two other sports minds that agree with me. There's no way I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're out there. Yeah, you know I like that last name. Like what? No, he sucks. And then he goes out there and lights it up. Hey, speaking <laughs> like, of lighting it up though, Sweet Sixteen. If- this is where we're going to find out whose stock rises for the NBA draft. Exactly. This right is... here. These GMs are going to be sitting around who aren't actually watching any of this as part of the scouting department. And they're going to be like, that guy right there from Florida State, pick him up. Or Loyola Chicago, I like him. He just put up 38. We, we need that guy on our yeah. team. And in the meantime, the head coach is like, dude, I don't want that guy. Absolutely not. He's going to be a spot-up shooter, and he's going <laughs> to yeah. be out of the league in three years. If don't that, bring him. And the he's guy like, we referenced a couple times on this podcast already, Jimmy Buckets. Like Jimmy Buckets. <laughs> there's uh, so much hype about him. And it's like, dude, you're going to draft this guy. It's not going to take our team any any higher, and then you're going to fire me. Well, look at uh, – Please don't do that. <laughs> don't take me down this road. Look at last like year's this. player of the year before, you know, college went down. Topping, you know, he ain't doing yeah. nothing. Not yep. a damn thing. And I actually thought – because I watched him in college when he was playing for Dayton, and I was like, man, this dude's going to be a baller. First off, dunk cost, uh, contest, trash. And I'm just sitting here <laughs> like, what happened? What happened? Dude, <laughs> like, I, he ain't even playing on the team. I'm like, you went around the first round, got him with like third, fourth – fourth pick of the draft and you're straight trash and i'm just like come on man well like, he has size length like he had everything to be a yeah. a good nba professional you'd think you it know, would translate nope not at all but uh, especially now Devin, like you said with uh cunningham being out i mean now it's wide open go out there you have a you have two good games or one good high scoring output well the your stock moves up the projection was what two gonzaga in the top five or top ten it's like yep well yeah they're on a good team that typically don't fare well, you know what I mean? Right. Good team chemistry, good team, uh, got some uh, seniors and 
they've been playing with each other for a while. It's like, yeah, of course. The chemistry's there. The team's there. You're in a pretty favorable conference. I don't know. Just I ain't a big fan of Gonzaga, but we'll see. I, like you said, you get to Elite Eight, get Final Four, and somehow they lose. There is one guy I'm, I'm interested to see where he goes. What you got? So Iowa Center, Luca Garza. Garza, like, yeah, he looks like a baller. I'm very curious to see where he goes, what he does. I don't think he's going to be like a star. Sure. But he's going to be a very serviceable guy. You know, he'll, he'll be a, a nice little starter, basically seven, six foot 11, seven centers, seven foot center kind of guy, averaging 24 points, almost nine rebounds a game. The last game that he had, he had 36 points. Like, right. He balled I mean, with yeah, Iowa. He's like a baby Jokic phenomenal. right now. Like, you he know, was the real a real MVP. I'm going to hit on that in a minute. Uh, like, he was a baller for him, and I'm very curious to see where he goes in the draft because it seems like those types of guys that aren't the flashy, kind of big, huge name tend to fall into the draft, and I don't know. It's, but they usually well, have, but they usually have long careers, though, especially right. he's also 6'11". He's got size, so you can't teach size, you know, and that's going to be with him. And if he could score some points, put up some points, and he already got a shot – you know what I mean? So, someone's gonna pick him up. Like he's, he's gonna, gonna be a go. better version, but the guy that I, I think of are like the the Plumlee brothers. Like how they yeah. they've still been playing. They're always serviceable guys. They're yep. not phenomenal guys, but they're still playing. You know, they do good for your teams, kind of thing. That's the kind of guy that I, he reminds me of is something like that, but a better shooter. Yeah, definitely. He should better score shooter. more than what those guys do, but that's the kind of guy that he reminds me of. You know, that late round pick that'll go to a team that he can kind of come in, be that yeah, an instant addition to the right. team. That, that third, fourth option kind of thing. So he's a guy I'm really curious to see where he goes. He's a good guy to watch. Oh. I like that. I like scouting Josh over here. I like that one. I'm really curious about him. Like I, I just watching Big Ten and, and watching him, he was a the guy that they uh, talked about a lot. He's getting a uh, number retired, actually, from them. Phenomenal. Yeah. Another <laughs> Iowa thing. Did y'all see this Iowa wrestler? That oh, torn ACLs. Two torn ACLs. <laughs> yeah. And still went, goes out there and incredible. wins. The, I'm like, bro, <laughs> wrestlers and hockey players are just different guys. Like, yeah, that's what they were saying. Yeah, is so uh, tough, yo. Just for him to even do that interview and like kind of swaying back and forth, like we need to see them MRIs because like how much adrenaline does he got going on right yeah. now? Because Jesus, man, to not even be he holding himself up and he just went out there and wrestled. Yeah, yeah, that's that's crazy, man. That's. I don't want to be a hater, but I do want to see those MRIs because, like, that is a <laughs> phenomenal feat. Yeah, like when I see tip my hat off to him. Dude, that is that is guts. Like, that's impressive. That like, is gumption. That is drive. Like you said, that's a lot of adrenaline. That's and and not to again knock to other to wrestle sports. right. So you impressive. Know what I mean? All the pressure is in your legs, your 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 knees. Yeah, once once you get a hold of them, you have you know your shoulders, your arms, but like. To sprawl, to move, to... Oh, you thought you were going to grab my leg? Ha ha, it's yeah. actually over here and yeah. I have no control over it. <laughs> right. Like, do you not to knock other sports, but whenever you see a football player get like turf toe yeah. and they're out for several weeks, and I understand that's, that's a bad injury. It's hard to, to, to push off. Yeah, it's hard you to do that. your job but in the NFL for that. It for should sure. be hard to wrestle without two CLs too. Yeah. yeah like, yeah. come on. And it is. That <laughs> is. Hockey player will catch a puck to the face. Go in and get stitched up and come right back in. Like, and some of these guys, the the kid, the Heisman Trophy winner for the Bama, broke his finger. Oh, Devonte, Devonte Smith broke yep. his finger and like 
barely came back into the game. I'm like, bro, for a broken finger? He's got to catch man. the ball with those fingers. So you tape it to the it's other one and get out there and do it. <laughs> no, for sure, for sure. No, uh, this guy's playing with two no ACLs and and winning championship wrestling at the high school level. You know what I mean? He's <laughs> not even full. Oh yeah, yeah, college, college, yeah, college. Yeah, NCAA. Um, no, a truly gutsy effort. Tip my hat off to him. That was yeah, that that was impressive. Like, I mean, that's gonna be talked about for years. Like, that's phenomenal. Like, you know, I made the joke, Kurt Angle doing it in the Olympics yeah. with a broken neck. Like, that, those are just things that you remember just down the road, and you're like, God, how did he pull that off? Yeah, those are those incredible feats that you're just like, dude, that this guy with no ACLs just won the national championship. Are you kidding me? Those are the incredible things. It's like Dan Mixon shared a post on the Facebook page, the Shirts and Skin podcast. Yeah, shout out to Dan Mixon. Did the Adrian Peterson. Yeah. And how he came back off like nine months off of destroying his Had an incredible year. And was, I think, like 14 yards away from beating Eric Dickerson or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like right there almost. One MVP, like over 2,000 rushing yards. The following year after destroying his knee, just shredding his knee. Right, that typically takes like a year. Yeah, he came back yeah, early. Your legs back under yeah. you. Yeah, and he comes back and has that kind of year. Like those are the kind of feats that you're just like, bro, that's incredible, absolutely incredible that's, to see those. That's kinds of things. just different human beings, man. Different human beings. Just, yep. I, it's it's not even a pain tolerance or nothing. It's just that that right there tells you people are just built differently. Yeah, yeah. people are yeah, built. They differently. just care on a whole nother level. Yeah, that's. Those freak injuries happened, and unfortunately, AP had a lot of them, uh, like Frank Gore. Yeah. Uh, McGahee. Yeah, sometimes like, they just stack yeah. on top of each other, and that's Like we've said in basketball, Brandon Roy. Brandon Roy. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. You said, I think you said Odin. Uh, Odin. Like, yeah. Those guys that just have the worst luck. Mm-hmm. That can never we were just talking healthy. about on the group chat, too. Uh, me and your brother, actually. Or no, Travis. Me and Travis yeah. were talking about Deshaun Jackson. Um. He's good for like three good games, and you know there goes his hammy. Yep. You know, he He'll give you that one long burst touchdown, that one. Like he's got it in yard, him. and then up. Oh, now he's done for the he's season. Yeah, yep. his first he gave you all years, he got. <laughs> his first three years. Oh man, punt return, kick return, go out play wide out. You know his hands weren't all there. Now his hands are coming too, but now his legs can't stay under him. Yep, doesn't have that quick speed that he always had. That burst that would break the game open for. Mm. Yeah, for his team against the defense. So um. No, absolutely, truly gutsy performance. Yeah. Um, can we get so. a name on that before? Spencer Lee. So before moving on, tremendous shout-out, respect, Spencer Lee from Iowa. I was I 24th mean, NCAA team title, his third national championship. What a wrestler. Incredible. What an incredible career! Let's see what he let's see what he's about to do. Is he gonna go to the Olympics? He's gonna go to the MMA the route. Goes, like, let's see. Hopefully, he goes to rehab. Rehab. For- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or maybe you know maybe he doesn't need it. Right. Maybe he's like I never needed those ACLs. Upper, I mean, he upper did that body him. <laughs> Speaking the of these injuries and everything like that, and legends. Oh my lord! Uh, the legendary LeBron James. Goes down. Oh no! And so do the Lakers. Yeah, they're on a what a three, four game losing streak right now. Uh, well, that's the thing. They won three straight coming out of the All Star game, and then now, yeah, I think they've dropped. I know that they've. Did you see the backlash your five boy five got? In their last ten. Like they were going after the ball, and like they're like he tried well, to like kill LeBron. Out. Like 
what would you have done? Just, hey, LeBron, uh, you dropped the ball. Go get it. <laughs> like, nah, dude, we're supposed to be playing basketball here. Like, I'm going to die for the ball, too. Yeah. Dude. That was a fluke injury. That wasn't like the putting your feet under the three-point shooter as they come down to kind of get the rolled ankle type of injury. This oh, was, yeah, the the Bruce Bowen. <laughs> you know, the smart play. A little dirty, but it's basketball. Yeah, I'm going to slide on. my foot under here, and if you if you get you hurt, down, uh-huh. that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Watch where you're no, landing. No, 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 no. That's absolutely dirty. Watch where you're landing. You know bro. how you stop a three-point shooter from shooting? <laughs> Get underneath <laughs> him. <laughs> Take his legs out. Yeah. Can't shoot with no legs. Yeah, no. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah, it's really, I mean, that AD out already. Mm-hmm. Been out for longer than I think should have been. For, been uh, a couple weeks now. For for what his injury was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, him and Kevin Durant are just chilling now. Yeah, I was like, yeah, it was they originally both played for what two months, month. How, how I want long to say Anthony Davis was originally a calf injury, and then he came back, and then again, it was just one of those fifty fifty like the knees just kind of hit each other, yeah. they banged into each other, which strained his calf again. So he's been out. I think I just heard that he still has another three weeks of being out. Kevin Durant has been out. Um, I mean, I got the list right here. So Lamelo Ball. Fractured wrist, LeBron sprained ankle, high so you're ankle a sprain. Rookie of the year, an MVP. Your rookie of the year, exactly. Uh, the well, I mean, with Embiid going down, right there. You so you Embiid, the original MVP, MVP, LeBron potential MVP, AD also. I mean, could have been. It was, that's a kind of a. But if he would have played the full season, potential MVP, potential MVP. Steph Curry goes down, potential MVP. Like these, Kevin Durant, some, Kevin Durant, another potential MVP. I'm like, bro, these are some big names going down with these injuries. No, I mean, uh, yeah, Kemba Walker had an issue beforehand. Christos Porzingis with the torn meniscus. Kevin Love just came back, but Markel Fultz had the torn ACL. Carl Anthony Towns came back from the fractured wrist. I mean, do you stack on just a wild season last year, and then you put on the shortest off season in NBA history this year, and now? I, Five stars are all out. Some big names are going down. And all these names are going down, and tomorrow's the deadline for you know, the trade. Yeah. Now a lot of these these front offices are looking at their team. We're like, we were set until yeah. this week. Now is that decision of, well, can we make a run without these guys? Yeah. Do you do make a panic the, trade? Right. Do we pull the trigger? I can tell you right now, the Lakers might not make the playoffs if they don't get LeBron <laughs> James back. So. Even if he does come back, if AD don't come back, they're, I don't know what kind of run they're going to make without AD. I don't know if the the Lakers can make a move that's going to make them win without those guys, even if you do bring in a, a Drummond or like, – Because no. they're not going to go after the, the Kyle Lowry or you know guys like that. Victor Oladipo. Right. They're not going to bring those guys. guys in. Well, even uh, the other the other Raptor pal. Um, Siakam? Yeah. No, no, Siakam. Oh, not trying to get like, him. He did no. just get into it with his head coach. That's not a good no, look either. No, they're not talking about. They're not talking about trading him. Um, but even we were mentioning before we started. Uh, your boy from uh, Gordon, Aaron yeah, Gordon, Aaron Gordon, demanding a trade. You know what I mean? That's like baby Those are pieces Griffin. That the Lakers aren't going to go after. No, but what is funny though is with LeBron going down, go, like before going into the buyout market and the trade deadline, which we're recording this on March twenty fourth. The trade deadline ends tomorrow, the 25th. So cannot wait for the next podcast because everything we're talking about right now, by the time we get this out, you'll have more information than what we have right now. So can't wait to discuss all that. Well, now's a good time to also trade a hurt player. You know, like not saying any of those potential MVPs or even, you know, the young MVP, but there are hurt players out there that 
hey, you know, get rid of this contract, trade this over here, finesse, move. You know, these are the times where you do that. Like even when Blake Griffin got moved. Right. He had an injury. Yep. No one even knew about it, you know. His leg. Uh, but as soon as LeBron went out, all of a sudden, KCP, Contavious Caldwell Pope of the Lakers, Wesley Matthews, and then Montrez Harrell, again, like the runner-up sixth man of the year from last year, all three of those guys are put on the on the block. On the block. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, hold on, hold you on, hold on. You just Montrez Harrell's contract. Like, <laughs> you were feeling great. And then LeBron goes down with on top of AD, and now they're like, all right, hold on. Who can we move? Whoever it takes. Yeah. And I'm like, like okay, don't panic. Half the team's available. <laughs> Half the team's available to bring in somebody that's going to be a band aid for the next couple weeks. Right. Like all you have to do is make the playoffs, even if it's the play in game. The play in, yeah. You don't want to play against. You don't want to be like, hey, we're the second seed and we're ready to roll going into the playoffs. And oh, I have to play the seven seed Lakers with yeah. LeBron and Anthony Davis back. <laughs> like all of a sudden, I feel like I'm the seven even, seed and even I'm if, the defending. Champs. Even if you're the eight seed and let's say the Jazz stay where they're at, or even. Phoenix stays where they're at, right. seven or eight, or I mean one and two, and you're seven or eight, and you get LeBron and AD back. Like those matchups for you are perfect. Yeah, you feel good about that. Like, yeah, you're you're okay with that. Yeah, you're all right so right. basically, you need to try to stay. You don't have to stay at five hundred, just near five hundred during this time that these guys are hurt. Right, and when they come back, make your run and stay right there, eighth seed, seventh seed. You don't fear anybody in the West. No. No, you're, you're the defending champs. You don't fear with those two healthy. If they come back from these injuries and can come back healthy, yeah. If MB, if you, know, you feel so, fear somebody because if MB comes back, and then if Brooklyn comes back, you're gonna fear the Sixers that's, that's, and then then. But that's the come Nets. come uh, the finals, like yeah, the finals. Yeah, we're talking if they can get healthy just for out of the playoffs. West. Yeah, but I don't know. Don't don't sleep no, on the Suns. A, the West don't is deep. Yeah, right, the Suns in particular match up very well against the yeah. Lakers. But if you have a healthy AD, yeah, healthy LeBron. You feel comfortable. You're you're like we're okay. Yeah, unless you're the Clippers. I mean, hell, if you, if you're the Clippers, you feel like you match up pretty well with them right. too. But very few teams feel like they match up that well against the Lakers. Like, you need both of them healthy to be to where you're especially at a point, in the first round. You're at a point where okay, we're good. Now, if one of them is healthy, then it's matchups. Then it's okay. We need to play certain teams to have a better matchup. Yeah. You don't want to play certain teams both healthy. You're confident. Yeah. The uh, the one thing that caught me was an an. NBA insider, I want to say it was John Hollinger, super active on Twitter, uh, very great uh, on insight and uh, breaking news and all that. But uh, he came into this NBA season and was like, you know, this NBA season, I don't like the Lakers three through five. It's like, you know, of course you love Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And now we're in that situation of three through five. But I'm also, but originally I was like, well, what about three through eight? Right, because the Lakers are super. They have two of the six men yeah. of the year, right? And then they got Kuzma, who just got. A, I mean, and then you can go down the line. But as far as their depth, I think any team outside of Brooklyn, twenty games in, once they got James Harden, yeah, it was like, well, three through five. Well, you know, now leading that three through five, I guess, is Kyrie in Brooklyn, and I still like the Lakers. At least when you go three through eight, where you're going to have to play. The sixth man. We're gonna play the seventh. You have to play the eighth guy. Yeah. The, so the I Nets like their chances to hold. Scare me. No. Yeah. The Nets' depth absolutely doesn't. But scare the thing me. with them that makes them scary is the other three. Those three scores. <laughs> you don't have to have them all on the court at the same time. It's all about the rotation. So you can bring one of men and have two go down, and then you still have a score on the on the court. 
Kevin Durant hasn't played in a while. Right. Kyrie's out for the next three games. James Harden's just going to keep on rolling. So you don't need. And that's what I was saying is Harden talking himself. We were saying that, you know, he missed some games. And is he talking himself in the MVP if these these guys don't go? These other injuries, you got to think that he might be. It's him and Jokic. And then Chris Broussard, he just said that his MVP right now is James Harden. They were saying you it would before. think with the stunt he pulled in yeah. Houston that it wouldn't be, but yeah, I mean the only one I've been just watching this whole season. I mean one of the biggest storylines is all right. Well, if there isn't a clear favorite, a clear front runner, which it, Embiid made himself the front runner. Yeah, and then when he got hurt before going down, he was he was the obvious yes. MVP. And then he got hurt, and then this whole time everyone else is going hurt, and I'm just looking at LeBron, and I'm like, and he's 36. Yeah, and I'm like, and he, and then he finally goes down with an injury, and I'm like, yeah, well, there it goes. So, like you said, with all these injuries opening up, now can Giannis win his third MVP in a row? His stats are insane as always, and I felt like the fatigue factor got. Well, to he him. had like three, four triple doubles in a row just a few games ago. Point ones, I mean, yeah. But like we've said guys before, guys are playing themselves into it, and of course, yeah, Yochik is. He's got to be the favorite right now. Him and Harden, but I don't know if I forgive Harden for the the Houston shenanigans. We've said before, I think the NBA is almost past the whole Giannis thing. and Yeah. We don't want to give it to him again. Right. They want a new new face, a new logo, like someone they can kind of put on that pedestal, someone else they need to lift up. The, the same way like a, a Steve Nash got the MVP when he didn't deserve it. You know, you always have that kind of oh, dark hey, horse. hey, hey. Steve Nash did not deserve I love Steve Nash. I absolutely love Jeez, Steve Nash. hot takes. He did not deserve the MVP. <laughs> but I feel like the league was at a at a point at the time where they're looking at the selfish player versus the unselfish player. Like right. Again, like those those media narratives, right? And I felt like there was a narrative at play, at least for one of those. Yeah. So I understand what you're saying. So I could see them giving it to a, a Jokic on the a small smaller market team that is doing really great things, if Luca can start a tear and get their seed moved up, I feel like up, he's primed to do it. Like I feel like he's just about ready to pull one off. Where they just win like ten out of like thirteen. They've been on a nice little run right now. Yeah, and he's been balling. He's been huge for him. So if the NBA would the love for him to make of that course. step. That's what I'm saying. So if he goes on a tear and they get up to you know that fourth seed, kind of somewhere in that yeah. range. The one team that I'm really surprised that there's no MVP talk of is the Phoenix Suns. Oh, I know. You're you're yeah. sitting at a second seed. Utah Jazz leading the league best record. <laughs> and everyone's like, nah. What, nobody played with them. Donovan Mitchell, who? Yeah, I know. After yeah. like he, dude, made I've been a lifelong known. fan for this year. <laughs> <laughs> for this year. Yeah, made a name for himself in the bubble last year, and again, they come straight out of it. Have the best record in the league yeah, right you're now. Sitting on top, and there's no talk nobody about cares. you. Yeah, as far okay. as the MVP. Phoenix Suns. Well, if votes. you remember, Utah Jazz is the reason why they went into the bubble. So it was all <laughs> the Rudy Gobert game. Yeah. Oh, Thanks, man. Rudy. Yeah. So yeah. it was all it was all his fault. So NBA is not going to forgive you for that. <laughs> Sorry, Donovan Mitchell, but that's all right. I'm still I'm still a lifelong fan. <laughs> yeah, uh, and you still got Dame out there. Yeah, Dame again, just doing what Dame does. Did you see the fourth quarter that he had? Well, uh, did he have like 22 points or something? Oh like my that? gosh! Yeah. Just absolute clutch crunch time I Dame wish, type of game. So wish. We had video for that scene right there of Tori. <laughs> the, the face that just he just gushing made. over him. 
Uh, so I'm a perfect. huge Dame Dollar fan. I get like, like, sorry, no, we didn't get to see it because it came on at 10 p.m. at Eastern time. And yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing. When I, I say hate. see it, I meant the highlights of it because I did not <laughs> see that game. I was it. Dude, I was that's one thing I hate. I, I just basketball, man. It's just like. Late. I need to be a professional podcaster and be able to watch these games. For <laughs> the thing is, on the West Coast, on the I West like Coast, the 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 second games, those late games, are, are always the better games. They're too. so much better yeah. because again, the West Coast more the, points is always Prime the better teams. Yep. you always have the better teams on the West Coast. So, like, do you want to watch? Do you want to watch the the Orlando Magic play? Like, <laughs> no, I don't. No, <laughs> I mean no. the game that they had on. I think it was last night was potentially a good game when you had the Pelicans and the Lakers. Oh yeah, that storyline's all over. Yeah. If you had a LeBron AD matchup in there, yeah. but yeah, and so the Pelicans crushed them. But instead, you got Zion, who's just breaking records over here. Uh, the the youngest player to, with the most fifty point or fifty point games. He's just so big. He's, Every time I see him go to the free throw line, I'm like, that is a man. Yeah, and he's like twenty two. I'm like, yeah. he's huge. Yeah, the guy's just an absolute machine. Uh, speaking of the Pelicans, though, Lonzo Ball. Yeah, trade. Another trade coming his way. Uh, go back to the Lakers. To Chicago. No. <laughs> Not go back to the Lakers. Oh, uh, man, that's great. Um, there is a lot of talk about him. I've seen a couple of different teams. like you. Oh, he's definitely he's definitely on the trade market, man. They're, like, they're... they're I know uh, his dad, that moron, yeah. is really pushing for Charlotte to sign all three all of them. All three of boys. them. <laughs> Like yeah, he he's is, talking about the one who don't play is the the best one. I yeah. would know I'm his dad. <laughs> like, yeah, you'd also try to get him a paycheck, too, because you're his dad. Josh, there was one thing when we started this podcast about what is it, six or eight months ago now. It was September we started it. Yeah, September. So tip my hat off to you guys for every Tuesday, every week, coming and doing this with us. It's It's been a hell of a journey. But one of the things I want to make sure not to do was bring up LeVar Ball ever. <laughs> and <laughs> Josh... Of course, you would find a way to to speak into the microphone and ha- with the record button on. The biggest moron in Bellevue. Hey, I mean, but, I don't know if you can call him that because the guy's made himself a lot of money being who he is. Businessman. He, I feel like it's an a act. lot of successes and a lot of failures, but I mean, you can't stop talking about him. I every, feel like every it's few an months. act to what he does, and it's incredibly smart. Oh, he's there's a following for it, and he he he's got it. You know, exactly. what I mean? is that. You it's hate like a troll him, market. You want to see him. You want to see what he has to say. Yeah. It's almost the, the Stephen A. or the mm-hmm. Skip. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to say something crazy. People pay for dumb stuff all the time, yes. and they follow it, and they yeah. like it, and they yeah, they just gravitate towards it so much. They're like, this guy said he beat Michael Jordan. Let me retweet, <laughs> uh, retweet this like yeah. fifteen times, and yeah. then let me argue with somebody who said he definitely would beat Michael Jordan one on one, and then. And yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely a market for it, like you said. It he's he's really good at it. He's cornered that market. He's absolutely one of the best trolls in the in the game. But yeah, I, I've seen that he's trying to get that trade to happen. Charlotte's not going to do that. Maybe because Lonzo's a uh, free agent after this year, I believe. Oh yeah, I guess he has been in the league that long. So maybe then they can like sign him, but they're not going to trade for him. Uh, I did see Chicago's the destination right now. You sent now. me something with the Clippers. We're interested. Yeah. Yep. Clippers too. There was one other team that I seen that but I don't know what any team's gonna do. Like what do you give for him if you're only basically renting him? Does Chicago make that 
I think I want to say I've seen the Knicks possibly. Yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks as well are are very interested in him. So, but he doesn't make sense unless he's going to a rebuilding team. I agree. Unless they're going to move on from him in a few years. You're, you're renting years, him, basically. Yeah. Unless you can get him to sign that deal, but does he want to play for that team or does he want to try to go with his brother? Right. Is there anything behind that? Well, like, don't get me wrong. Like, does he even want to play with his brother? That's the question. Like, <laughs> no one's asked him. I guess. Yeah. I know your I mean, dad wants that, but yeah. do you really want to be in your little brother's shadow? Right. That's what's gonna happen. I would love for the Clippers to get him. I'd because take. Because I'd be like, the ten minutes you're gonna play him, it's gonna look weird as hell, and it's not gonna be great <laughs> basketball. Now, again, you can get him some thirty minutes a game on Chicago, and but he's let been, him play he's been out. playing well this year. He's been playing better. Uh, I'm surprised. His I'm pretty sure his his three point percentage is the best of his career so far it this is. year. It is. It's been impressive that he's he's found that shot. But again, he it, he just doesn't make sense on a contender to me. I agree. But there will be, which is that, why I guess we're talking about New York. It'll be that middle of the Chicago. pack. Right? It'll be that middle of the pack team. Yeah, that's gonna make a deal. We don't know what that deal is going to be. Whether it's just going to be expiring contracts, if there will be some picks involved, you know right. that. Because obviously the 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 Pelicans there are just trying to look for the future. Yeah. So. Yeah, they got to do something with that roster because I mean they it's loaded with talent, but they're twelfth in the yeah. West. The Clippers were always loaded with talent. Whenever you had all those young yeah. players and they're putting together, the Timberwolves were a team that always seemed to be. A team that has loaded with talent but can't seem to put it together. Josh, the Rockets lost 24 straight games, and they have a better record than the Timberwolves. My dark horse. (laughs) Great call, Josh. (laughs) Hey, you hit on the Hawks, though. Man. uh, We'll we'll, we'll split hairs on that one. Come on, Rubio. I thought you were going to do it for (laughs) Rubio. Rubio. The Ricky, legend is yeah. you were supposed to come over and do this for me. He's like, I've already been here and lost <laughs> over here enough. I moved on from y'all. Why'd you bring me back? Like, oh. He was like, I was just on the Suns. Have you seen them lately? Like, I want to go back there. I helped build that. Yeah, yeah I built that. <laughs> uh, like, I got to know what CP3 does for him. <laughs> oh, I thought you had some. No, 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 we, no. We no. cut you off. Well, yeah, so... So this trade deadline, I hope NBA tends to do this. Oh, they wait till the last day. It's which is uh, driving me crazy because we're be, recording today. It'll be a three p.m. trade deadline. Yeah, and at four o'clock, there's deals being announced. Yeah, announced because they all got made <laughs> at three fifty-four. And I'm like, really? Can the, what's that's one good thing about basketball? Like, I find funny about basketball is like, be like, they were gonna trade you, but yeah. you didn't make the deadline. Yeah. How did that make you feel to go to work the next day? Well, and actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because talking about the Clippers, talking about the Lakers, Montrez Harrell left the Clippers because they weren't willing to give him a deal that he felt he was justified for, especially for, again, being the runner-up sixth man of the year. He wanted to stay there long-term, and they couldn't make the money work. And so he felt crossed. He felt like he wasn't valued enough by the team. So then he goes to the Lakers on a prove-it deal – Essentially, and then in a panic move with AD and LeBron out, they put him on the blo- on the trade block. Like, I mean, and now he's really upset. Like, he's putting all these things on Instagram now where he feels like he's not valued twice now in LA. <laughs> he's feeling cross and at odds with the front office. And welcome to LA. Yeah, and it's so exactly. How do you feel coming to work? He doesn't want to right now. 
Uh, and you and can't blame the them. Defending champs look, and the favorites to make it to the and finals. And that's the crazy thing about like you had to put in these contracts because I think you're the one who posted about the Tyreek Hill thing. They wanted him to restructure his contract. Nope. <laughs> and he's like, we already went down that road. We're not going I, back yeah, down that road. I felt road. we already had negotiations, that. and we yeah. came out on terms, and you offered me yeah. the paper. I, I agreed. I signed it. Yeah, so. that, like, yeah. That's on you guys. Yep. Yeah. Y'all gave me this money. I'm keeping it. Like I'm not going to give yeah. something back now. No. See, all these fans are like, oh, but no, he should take a team friendly, and he should do all this. Hey, Originally, again, t- not to go too far on the Sean Watson thing, but remember when they shook hands about right. uh, uh, what uh, they were going to do going forward with the uh, front a office discussions? Over a year ago or so, of wasn't in the paperwork, right? <laughs> it's in Tyreek Hill's paperwork. Yeah, all the money he's going to make, and it was offered. He signed it. Done. Right. I, was, I thought I we were going to take talk a about, discount. Yeah, I thought we were going to talk about this in four or five years, but yeah. you're already bringing it up now. Like uh, when this contract's over, we could talk about this. Like uh, yeah. whenever I want my last year, sure, we can work something out. Yeah, like but uh, no, is it that time already? <laughs> nope. <laughs> so uh, I don't even I don't even money. see no keys in your hand. <laughs> yeah. You know, like what are you trying to do here? You know what I mean? Like that's just one of those things. Is that's why. You can't be mad, and we we talked about with the Harden deal. There's certain ways to go about it, but it is still a business, right? And yeah, you are, you know, just uh, you know what I mean. You're just you're replaceable, and they'll replace you in a yeah. heartbeat. And at the end of the day, if you don't put that certain wording in your contract, you're you're up for sale at all times. At all times. And the biggest thing is, it's not like oh, well, you're gonna you still make millions of dollars and you know, you you can afford to move this. Yeah, you're moving a family. You just started living in this area. Like, now you're going to a whole other state, a whole other, like, you're changing your whole livelihood. Right. Within the matter of an hour. And mm-hmm. you thought you were good for three years, four years, whatever your contract was. Yep. And now all of a sudden, why were you settled in? Because the movers are outside and you're going from California to Guess Detroit. where you're going? Yeah, <laughs> Detroit, <laughs> Milwaukee. Which, by the way, I mean, yeah, we got a way better QB over here in Matthew Stafford, and oh, now I'm going to Detroit too. Yeah. Hold on a minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I just said that to try and pump ourselves up. Man, Jared yeah. Goff is our guy for yeah. sure. He's, he's the better QB. Amazing. He's like the younger oh, Stafford. He's like the younger Stafford. Oh, Backpedal yeah. on this one real quick. Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Hey, we're cool, right? Well, and again, right? Like we I, had good times in LA. Yeah, <laughs> it's like let's let's run uh, it back. <laughs> yeah, let's uh let's go check out Detroit together, homie. No, that's fantastic though, yeah. especially with the Tyree kill. Because again, it's like you already told me I was worth this much money, which is why you offered yeah. me this contract. And now, without a game even being played, now you want to say I need to take less? Like I want to give you some of this back? Why? I had a good season. Yeah, like it's not like I didn't live up to a good contract. Help bring y'all to the Super Bowl. What are you talking <laughs> like, about? Are don't you come want... at me now. Hold on. And that's one thing you got to watch with, like, also trade deadlines is unless we you're were... going to restructure my contract and then move, move me later because now I'm on a with friendlier coaches, deal with coaches too. Look how uh, look out for that stuff. Look how uh, what is it, Thibodeau? Uh, Thibodeau. Yeah, he Tim al- Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he always he likes his old Chicago Bulls, man. He does, and. uh Look at, we were talking Curtis Samuel, you yeah. know, Don uh, Rivera. Going he, back to Ron Rivera. Yeah, That's Ron where Rivera. I thought Cam was going to go over that way. Yeah. And it made a lot of sense. Like, I was like, oh, Cam going back over to Ron. You draft a quarterback. 
you have him play there underneath Cam, give it that year kind of thing, or even the kid they they. Well, I mean Matt Stafford, oh, Allen. And Sean Heine- McVay. Heineken. Oh Heineken, yeah, yeah. I thought Heineken. Heineken. I was like, you put Heineken in behind Cam. Cam's yep. a mobile kind of guy. So is this kid? You let him learn a little bit. Like I was like, smooth transition. Cam knows Rivera. Rivera knows Cam. So you loved him. Matt Stafford, kind of Sean McVay, go back to high school days. You know, you so got these connections. All of a sudden, the coach know, like, getting the quarterback exactly, makes sense. and that's it. It don't matter what sport it is. Trade deadlines. So you, sometimes you just go with what you know. Exactly. You go with what you know. That's what you're comfortable with. You're all exactly. trying to keep your job. Yep. So you're going to go with what you know. You're going to go with what you're comfortable with. It makes a lot of sense. And sometimes when you have those pieces, you're just going to go with, yeah, I just need this done. This is what I need. I need this missing piece. And I know when I get this missing piece, they're going to give me this. And that's kind of what we're going to be looking for as a trade deadline. So we're, we're going to see where these last moving moving pieces go and where the, the dollar comes in. A lot, of these, a lot of these salary caps and structures that we were talking the, about last week. The lower seeds are going to start trying to dump the money. Yep, and and trade with these overpay other teams that you <laughs> right you overpaid for a guy and now you're like oh I don't want to get rid of this salary I'll take on that <laughs> guy's salary that's <laughs> he's not playing bad for them man he's, but you'll take on a guy that's on the expiring contract so you can free up that money so you can overpay for uh, another guy that you shouldn't be doing with the white boy that the freaking uh, Hornets just overpaid. Gordon Hayward? Oh, Gordon Hayward. Hayward, so you can go offer. I don't know. Who's been they? balling? Yeah, and who's fell off? The Celtics. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Eighth seed? Eighth seed? Right now, I mean, I mean is, all right. East is Eighth tough. seed and fourth seed are the But same. Boston should have <laughs> been at the top. They should have been at the top. You know, you, you had all that faith in Tatum. It, it, and right. It's, it's Brown, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, Kemba. Boston. That's yeah, like Kemba. those three should be battling for the first seed. Absolutely. And then the rest of the East should just fall underneath yep. them. I'm waiting to see if Philly pulls the trigger and does get Kyle Lowry, because there's a lot of talk that that's going to be the guy. Yeah, he wants guy. to go home. You exactly. Know? And he won a championship. I feel like after he won that championship, he kind of exercised a lot of his playoff demons, and now he's just like the reliable guy that you always know. Right. Um, where before he was reliable all throughout the season, and then it's like, oh, but then he plays the LeBron team, and then they just collapses and scores like four points throughout the whole game. Um, to where I feel now he is that reliable guy. Again, like Devin said, it, it makes sense for him to go back home. Um, I want to see if Philly is actually a buying team right now. Yeah. I, th- I feel like they have to make a move, especially with, with Embiid down. I mean, anyone in the East has to make a move if they want to get past the Nets. Right. I just feel like, I mean, everyone's looking at the Nets like, all right, well, how do we stack up against them? How do we get a one-up on them? Um to make a quick transition over to the NFL, Devin, I feel like with the conversation that you just had where coaches are looking at the front offices and saying, get me like, this is what I need in order to succeed. Right. Get me this guy, these parts, and I can put something together. I feel like that's the exact same thing that Matt Nagy of the Chicago Bears has been pitching this whole time. Like, I need to get rid of Trubisky and bring in Nick Foles. I'll definitely win with Nick Foles. And, oh, you know what? I can't make it work with... Give me Andy Dalton. I need that guy. Get me. I'm ready to move on from all of it. So you don't think Matt Nagy's the answer? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's not the answer. I like Matt Nagy. I I just think it might be time to move on from the pace, Ryan Pace, the regime, all that. Just was it Nagy or is it the fact that y'all don't have a quarterback? 
What are you talking about? They got three quarterbacks. Yeah, I was like, we've had a lot. I mean, what they say, if you have two, you don't have one. Like, I just feel like we never moved what past Mike say, Glennon you ever have after too many Jay quarterbacks? Cutler. <laughs> it's like, all right, so here's Jay Cutler who leads the Chicago Bears in like everything. And then, I mean, you know, again, we can go back and forth on Jay Cutler and all that, but he still leads the Bears right. QB and everything. And then we're like, Mike Glennon, and then trade all these first rounders for Trubisky, who you could have waited and got him or another QB. But, you know, it's a decision to be made there. And now Nick Foles and Andy Dalton. And it's like, when is it going to stop? Yeah, I mean, you have to have some kind of... Can Mac Jones fall to us? Can we make a move and just... You have to have some kind of stance to that quarterback. I mean, look at the Browns. The Browns had squads. They never had a quarterback. And never could hit on a quarterback, or whenever they brought somebody in, it was... They didn't fit the team, or just wasn't a great quarterback already. The best quarterback they had for the longest was what Campbell and so Jason Campbell yeah. was like their guy for a while and I'm like and then yeah. the one that blew us all away I think the Buccaneers just signed their Tom, starting QB the first time they ever contract. signed yeah. a starting quarterback to a second contract like I was like wow <laughs> like you've been a franchise since the 70s and this is the first time you're signing Re-signed a quarterback a to starter. a second contract well they always let their quarterbacks go I <laughs> feel like Jeff Garcia was there way longer but like, maybe not they Apparently not. Go. Yeah, they just let him go. What, what was your Freeman? He was there, and they were just like, you know, your third, fourth year, it's time for you to go. Winston. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta move Winston, on. Gotta go. You know? I was really Brad Johnson, thanks for all you did. Rode yeah. that defense. Yeah, and yeah Brad. Go. Thanks for winning us the Super Bowl. Like, yeah. Time to move on. <laughs> yeah. What? Trent Dilfer, like, you can go to this other team and win a Super Bowl, but not for us. Yeah. Tom Brady's like, I was there for one year, and I guess I'll sign my second contract <laughs> and be the first to ever do that yeah. for y'all, too. Set another record for you guys. <laughs> I've been here a year and broke all your records already. I might as well go ahead and do this one, too. One playoff run. <laughs> Good it's grief. Like, wow. I saw a stat that uh, Tom Brady's closer than the uh, average parents yeah. of the <laughs> players' ages that he is to yes. the average player I'm age. Like, bro, What? He's still out there balling. Oh man! But they're making some good moves again with Tampa. They they re-signed their offensive tackle to an extension. There is a team that's they making moves. Signed the defensive tackle Sue. They brought him. back I want to know how year. they got ten million dollars to sign Sue back. Where are they coming up with this money? I know they did some deals, but good God, all the voidable money. And it's it's all so ridiculous. The amount of money they're throwing out there and these deals they're paying, like ten million to Gronk, ten million to Sue. Ten million is a lot of money, especially in a year where the salary cap dropped. Right. Where are they working all these deals out? Like, are these guys? I know Brady got the yacht, but is everybody else getting something too? <laughs> Escalades, Cadillac. Like, come on, Brady got the yacht and he's just throwing Lombardis off of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, bro, this is it blows me away to see what they're making, the, the moves they're making. As a Bucks fan, I'm I'd be excited. Like, yeah. what's right next to the stadium? I mean, Isn't that Mercedes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's terrifying? I mean, you know, for the Bucks fans, but I mean, you know, this is the cost, right? It's like if you're if you're in a window, you go all in. I mean, future be damned, right? I mean, all these are like one two year deals. Yeah, and so I mean, oh, it really scares you in like 2023 Th- when no one's going to be on your roster anymore. And Brady's retired, probably. Like they've Gronk's had some, retired. they've had some good drafts. They've done a good retire. job in the past, like three, four years of drafting. Right. They have to keep that up, but the biggest thing they're going to have to do is either draft a quarterback that they hope turns into something, right. or sign another All-Pro quarterback. Yep. Because that's always been their their Achilles' heels. Their quarterbacks have all been trash. Well, it'd be crazy we if uh, Taysom Hill ended up being a Buck. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, oh, he's got to win his current QB battle first. That's, who's to say he's the quarterback? Exactly. You know what I mean? So, I mean, again, the Bucks are making all the right moves. It's it's a great time to be a Bucks fan. And again, Tyree Kills helping him out right now by being the he's guy like, not restructuring F his you, deal. I'm not doing nothing. <laughs> but technically, uh, Mahomes' contract hasn't kicked in yet, so they're they're right. still saving money there. Yep. So they're they're working on still a, the rookie quarterback contract to be able to make their run still. A good move for you guys. Steelers over here. You brought back Juju. Yeah. That, yeah, I really thought he might be. He might I really thought, he was, gonna I thought yeah. he was going to walk. Like I was telling you, Josh, earlier, uh, I think it was something where along the lines of, listen, we're going to pay you this. Right. We're you stick with us. We'll stick now. with us. And we're going to pay you next year. Next year we can get that budget back up. We'll kind of drop a little bit more towards who's you. Who's going to be the quarterback next year. That's what year. I told you. I was like, yeah. it's, he did that. A one year thinking, okay, that's fine. You can pay me next year, but who's throwing me the ball? Because I'm not coming back to play for a bum. Like next year, he has if he has a good year this year, next year he's going to get paid by somebody else or by the Steelers possibly either way. But it's like, but who's throwing me the ball? Because if I have the chance to go play for a baller quarterback or go back to whoever the the goes comes up behind Ben, that's going to be a factor right there for him. Like I think it was a smart contract yeah. for both sides. Well, I mean, at the end of the day. One thing it's super hard to do, especially against the Steelers organization, is to fight a battle. And quarterback oh, yeah. Nelson, he went out there and he was like this, that, and the other. Once you start that, you're basically gone. I'm surprised they did what they did with Bell and Brown as long as they did. But, I mean, the right. performance on the field, they just they just don't – if you want to talk that talk and be any negative towards the organization, they let you go. The Steelers have done the quote-unquote Patriot way. Well before the Patriots were doing that, yeah, I mean but it's the Rooney the way, it's the Rooney way, right? You don't get the hype and the, and the talk that the Patriots got because they just they were more out about it and they just basically said this is how we do it. The pa- the Steelers were more quiet about doing that, but it's always been that way. Like you come there, you you play for the team, you kind of just shut up, and everyone comes together and you were a team. Yeah, as long as you were able to produce on the field again, like you said, that's where like the Antonio Brown. It yeah, the production was there, but it was all this character. They, they played well above flaws, but yeah, they played above. Uh, Bell, phenomenal, uh, and so you talk yourself into keeping them around a little longer than what you probably should. Um, where are you at with some of these free agency moves outside of like say the Bucks? Right, I think the Bucks basically just brought back their guys. I don't know how much. Free, I know they were free agents, but when you're bringing guys back, I don't count that as much. I think teams I'm with you on that. That are making some big moves. I really do like what the Patriots are doing with the guys they're bringing in. I'm very high on the Patriots right now. I love to see how much money that they spent. I, I like, do they're like going to, all in this year. Yeah, I, I do like I some it. of the moves the Giants are making, especially in that weak division. The Giants, yeah, that like they have they're building a team to be able to take over that division when that division was so bad, obviously. I do like the moves that the Redskins are making with, with bringing in Curtis Samuel, bringing the Fitzmagic, and like the, what they're going to be able to do with that. Past that, I don't. I've I've liked some of the moves that the the Cardinals are making, but I feel like oh yeah, in, the Cardinals have been making. Some, they're bringing some aging guys that moves. you got to hope can yeah still be what they were what they used to be kind of thing. That's where the risk comes involved. But I mean, as far as name talent and the gravity that that brings, I mean, they're checking all the right boxes. If they can hold up throughout the season and if it produces, that'll be very scary. But there's definitely some wait and see. Yeah. With that, to see how it all 
just like we talked about last year, that division beats themselves up. Oh yeah, they're they're gonna yeah. destroy yeah. each other because they started out hot last year. They're gonna I be beat they up seven by the and three when they began, around. something like that. Yeah, and then yeah. they had the uh, the they beat the Bills. Yeah, and they then were they on just, a run. Yeah, you once, know what I mean. Once the Hail Murray happened, they kind of fell apart after that. Exactly. Too much hype. And so, but no, I I really love what Arizona has been doing. Um, let's just see if it all pans right, out that come way. Together and actually that division is hard. Be something that'll be interesting to see. Some of these other teams, I don't like. I don't know what some of these teams are doing. Yeah, obviously. I'm just waiting to see. There hasn't been too many. Thing we were talking about at work was big you know big yet. big signing for the Eagles, Flacco. <laughs> I mean, that's a big name. It's a big name. Yeah, people were upset about that. Tim, uh, Tim, our coworker, there was big Eagles fan. Why didn't we sign Flacco? That don't make no sense. Like, hey, you need a veteran quarterback to back up your young guy to kind of teach him a little bit. Like, in that sense, it makes sense. And Flacco's just, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You got to hope he doesn't see the field. That's the yeah. Biggest thing. You hope that Hurts doesn't go down and Flacco's coming in. Yeah, there's a reason he was a Jet last year. <laughs> right. So, in that sense, you got to hope. But I, I feel like some of these other teams that should be making moves aren't making moves. Like, I, I don't know. I don't feel like Dallas has done enough to really help themselves. Falcons need to do something on defense. Falcons are, are a team that I feel like can kind of do better because they always seem to fall apart. Last year they had a couple games they were ahead and blew leads. But, like I said, if they don't do something to improve the defense, it's not going to make a difference. You're going to have to win games 50-40. to 40. I feel like I got to check myself on the Falcons because every season, probably the last five seasons, I keep looking at them. I'm like, man, they're going to be a threat. I think you look at their offense. Like, yeah, you try and hang with those guys. I don't know if too many teams can. And then it's like all these four win, five win seasons. And I'm like, Matty why Ice. do I keep looking at them? Like, their you know, offense I, puts up points. Their defense sucks. They have uh, low leads. So I'm, and I'm looking at that division again. And I'm like, man, the Falcons, they should be primed to contend and be right in the mix right there. And, yeah, the, I just need to cool Saints, it. Yeah, the Saints. The Saints, who knows what they're going right, to do. The Saints are the Panthers. Wild card. What is Panthers going to do? Panthers on an extreme so rebuild. It's like the Falcons well, I mean, the should pa- be there, you know? They should be, unless the, the Panthers end up making that move and getting Watson, which seems to be like they seem to be really pushing for him. I don't know if they have the assets. That's the, there was a lot off. of talk about that. I think it's obviously calming down right now. Right. You know, there's a little bit of issues with right there. But that was the talk because they were going to give up. Three, four first rounders. There right. was even a talk of giving up McCaffrey, McCaffrey to bring Watson in. The eighth pick that they got. Um, again, I think sexier picks. pick is always look. Yeah. If you send him to the Jets or Miami, then you get a quarterback in return. Uh, which I think you kind of got to do if you're the Houston fan, or yeah, if you're Houston because your fan base wants a quarterback. And yeah. so I feel like you got to get Fields in return, or you got to get a uh, Tua, which is kind of a hard sell right now. Yeah, just because we don't know. Right, uh, and Fields isn't injured like right. like Tua is. Well, was last season, so it, it's hard to do. Um, but yeah, if the Panthers aren't making that move, and Devin, as you said, the Saints, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know who the quarterback is. We don't know how reliable either quarterback is going to be. And they've let go of some of their pieces on defense. And right, and so the Falcons should be primed to to be right there with the Buccaneers. But I don't know. I keep falling for that mistake. <laughs> it's like the charges with me every year, which finally I might be able to hit on once Herbert continues to improve. Maybe uh, I can I feel justified. A sophomore slump so bad. Because I'm always like, yeah, Phillip Rivers and that that O line usually, and if they can just you know get get some weapons in there, and, and then the years back when they had the number one yeah. offense, the number one defense, and the worst <laughs> special teams in the league, and they <laughs> missed the playoffs. Like, I feel like that's one of the teams that had the worst luck because they always have a good team. Chargers are always a team that's 
kind of middle of the pack. Good they were teams. always good for runs. Yeah, they're balanced. They were always usually. good for runs. Yeah, yeah. especially Philip Rivers. He was good to lose three games. Win yeah, games, <laughs> lose three important games. ones. Yeah, then get to the playoffs. Right. Yeah, get to the playoffs and lose. So. Typical Philip Rivers fashion. Well, yeah, it, it's going to be an interesting season next week. Hopefully, big news with some trades and loads for the NBA at least. And March Madness. So. We'll see where March, March we'll Madness where, is going. See where our predictions here are Some and how wrong we were with Final that. Four. Ooh. <laughs> well, it's going to be great. I mean, Tampa Bay Lightning, NHL. Dominating. Can we talk about that goalie for like just a quick minute? Andre Josh Maskeleski, just absolute monster. The guy is incredible. Like I was upset they had big. They had Ben Bishop. And he played amazing for him. Right. They let him go. And I'm like, what are y'all doing? Stupid move. Like, Tampa's known, not just Tampa Lightning, but Tampa as a sports, like, tends to make stupid moves. And I was like, here we go. Another franchise is going to do a stupid move. And Vasquez has come in and just played absolutely incredible. Listen, you always get rid of bishops for Vasquez. <laughs> always. Always. That's the rule? So, yeah, Always. In the NHL, I'm pretty sure I heard there's only been one goalie that has ever won MVP because they have an award for goalies, period. Yeah, yeah of course. So I'm like, dude, this has to be a year that you this guy, he's have to throw him breaking in the mix records with every start. And I don't know who. Every game. He's, just, he's incredible right now. He went on a four game streak of, of shutouts. Which in hockey is incredible to me to be able to get a shutout. I, personally, I think that's the hardest position in all sports is to be a goalie. If we're talking like team sports, that has to be the hardest position in, in sports. So to be able to do the things that he's doing, 12-0 and is the last 12 starts, just absolutely nuts things that he's doing. I don't I don't even know what to say about the guy. Like Repeat. It's incredible to watch. Repeat. I hope they do. Run it back. Let's, Let's go. go. Like Give me that for sure. Speaking of that, real quick, so Tori, don't look at me. You're looking for a hockey f- hockey team, yeah. And I see you're talking about the Jersey Nets. Now I am a closet Nets. No, fan. you mean the New Jersey Devils? Jer- Devils. I'm sorry. <laughs> you're thinking basketball. I'm a I'm a closet Devils fan. Are you? I am. No way. I've I've liked the Devils since early 2000s. Any reason why? My my middle brother liked him for some reason. He jumped on the bandwagon, so I jumped right with him. Like we had Marty Berdur over there. Like they had Scotty Gomez. <laughs> they had some guys that I just liked watching play. And before I ever went to a hockey game, that was my team. Yeah. And then I went to a hockey game in Tampa. Fell in love with the sport. The absolute best live sport you can ever attend is a hockey game. And when I went to that, and I just the atmosphere, the fans, the fans of hockey are the most knowledgeable fans. It's such a fa- fast sport, so incredible to see live. But that's when I fell in love. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to the Lightning. Like, I watched the game versus the Devils, and I found myself cheering for the Lightning. And that's when I was like, okay, I'm a Lightning fan. <laughs> like, I'm over here cheering when the, the Lightning score, and I'm a, a supposed Devils fan. I was like, yeah, I'm all in. Like, here we go. So, Josh, the only question that I have for you on that is, I mean, you publicly ostracized me for being a bandwagon fan for the teams that I've chosen, and when now you're telling me to fan, pick the defending but NHL Stanley you Cup don't champions. Have, if you don't have a team and you're you jumped on the Tampa bandwagon already, why is, finish the finish it up? I feel like I did that with the Buccaneers. I right. never heard so the end of it. The, jump on the bandwagon the rest of the way. You want me to double down? <laughs> Triple down. You're looking for a baseball team? Raise. <laughs> They're, hey, they're the world defending series. worlds. I mean, they're, they're defending AL champs. Come on, 
Hey, it all sounds good. See, I'm all Tampa. Or- Orlando's got a football. soccer team. Well, they don't have much of a basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> Orlando does have a, a soccer team, though. I was excited about that. I was excited when uh, they started putting that together uh, not too long ago. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. There, there was something about the Devils that maybe, maybe I'm just kind of in that with you, where I can't really put a finger on it as to why, and then I just need to attend an event and really see like where my heart pulls. But um, little undecided on some of the other sports right now. Trying to find my place. Usually, I got to look at. See me. I'm always culture I'm in front of Like for hockey, got to go Bolts. You got to support. Got to support the Lightning. But still, Marlon Mew. Mario Lemieux as a Penguin, and then we got Sid the Kid Crosby, Penguins fan, man. So whenever the Penguins play the, the Lightning, I got to go with my Penguins. But for the you area, just like wearing black and yellow around. I really do <laughs> like black and yellow, man. It's a, it's a hell of a co- color combination. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, I mean, for me, hockey-wise, I think playoff hockey is one of the best things to ever watch. I mean, it's so competitive. It's so back and forth. It's so... I like to see them after game one fight each other and then have to play it again the next day. Yeah. I love that. I think it's phenomenal to go sit in the box for five minutes and still be pissed off and go yeah. swing on somebody. <laughs> I think that's phenomenal. Um, but playoff hockey, I, I don't think it gets better than playoff hockey. And like you said, to go to a, pl- a, a hockey game, it's it's yeah, it's definitely definitely must watch for sure. I'd put it right up there with like if not the best sport to watch. Not to be too punny here with the lightning, but it's here electric. Go. Oh, god! It's electric. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Josh, the father of one. I'm glad that you brought that in. Thank you for blessing us with that one. Can I wrap that up on a dad joke there? <laughs> Y'all need to see how red this man's face is, how pleased he is oh, with himself so on good. that. <laughs> so good. The resident dad. Thank goodness. I love it. He's been waiting to use that joke for years. <laughs> <laughs> I need to implement more of those. I'm going to get some dad jokes going on. Definitely throw those in. Maybe we could wrap that in as uh, either the intro or the outro <laughs> of our show. Kind of wrap up each week with a, a Josh nice dad joke. dad joke here. Yeah. Well, Shout out to all the dads out there. Thank y'all for bringing up the next generation of youths that are going to be sports fans. Future, future shirts and skins fans. Absolutely. Can't wait to see it. Shout out to the job that that y'all are doing. I can't wait for everything to open up. All the and dads we get and moms to go out there. there, and we get to pass out memorabilia, sell represent memorabilia, the, the gear, and all this. Get that gear. word out, man. I, I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready, man. I'm ready to go to these events that are opening up. We got a UFC event opening up in April. They already opened back up at Emily. Like, there's just certain things, man. We got to get out there, man. Yep. Let's get this full uh, capacity for yeah. Come on, yeah. Miami Heat opening up the vaccination section. So we're going to have some more basketball fans finally coming in around the area, too. Yeah, so the Toronto or the, the Tampa Raptors. The Tampa Raptors. They opened it up to 25% capacity, I think it is. Like The, the Lightning are opening up a little bit to, to some fans. Slowly getting back to normal. Thank God. Finally. We're getting there. Next getting season there. should be exciting whenever we actually get full capacity of everything. Oh, it should be. And get back to normal. I can't wait to call out for work because I'm going to these games. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. Where are y'all doing? It's going to be a beautiful thing. Working. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't make it to work because I was working. Working yeah. for the pod. Working for working the for pod. The work on that second job. Yeah, man. But exactly. I, like I said, just these last few pods, though, it's just we've been in that such a gray area of the sports world of 
these trade deadlines, what's about to happen. It's all this is analyzing what we think and putting our opinion into what's going to happen. But it's just been so crazy because this is a lot of firsts, a lot of firsts, a lot of bubbles, a lot of we just don't know what to expect. And uh, it's coming all together now. You know, the March Madness is kind of cleaning up. We're getting to the draft. We're heading up to these deadlines. And we're going to have some end results here. And I can't wait to discuss that. With next podcast, we're going to have a lot of answers. Yes. So I'm already getting hyped up for the next one. Some interesting moves coming. Another great podcast coming. Each episode's getting better, guys. Like, I'm loving this. It's, it's As I sit at home and edit things, less editing to be done. We're on the verge, guys. We're, we're going to get to a point soon where hopefully we can go live with this and get out there on a little Facebook Live to, to get some live action feedback kind of going on. And That's always been part of the plan is to be able to do a live episode with y'all, to be able to... Um, Get with the community. As we're getting more comfortable, it'll be a smoother thing. It takes a while to kind of... Yeah, y'all don't really know that. In the beginning, Josh had to edit about two hours <laughs> <laughs> worth of nonsense in and out and stuttering and you slurring think the our episodes words. episodes were and, long. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, Imagine yeah. why they got taken out. So we, it's been pressed on our minds to try and clean it up, try and get it to where we're as comfortable as possible to get it out there and do a, do a live version with you. I'll let you shoot in your comments or call-ins. Yeah, get, get some feedback coming in and everything like that. Absolutely. Live to, Even if at a distance to, to be able interact. to watch the games live with you. Yeah. Um, get some interaction going with everything. That's that's where we're heading. We hope everyone's enjoying their shirts, their hats. Thank you all for those who purchased the merchandise. Uh, if you don't have your Zet and you would like to, hit one of us up on, uh, on Facebook or if you know us personally, let us know Definitely. there. Hit us up. We can. We got shirts small through all up to four XL now. Trying to get it out to everybody. Hats again. We got it all right now. We're working on some other things. Give it time. We'll get there. I think that's about it, guys. Yeah, man. Another I think so. Podcast yeah, share if you care. Um, go Jazz. Go. Let's go, uh, Bama and college basketball. Let's go the draft. Let's let's run this, man. Um. Like I said, I'm ready to see where this this tomorrow goes. Where tomorrow goes, this weekend goes with March Madness and these drafts and these trades and yeah, let's see what yeah, let's the see anticipation for next week's drafts. Gonna We're be ready around here. <laughs> crazy already. Like go Miami Heat, go Mavs, go Blue, go Bolts. Thank you for listening to Shirts and Skins podcast.